You know, the biggest change that we've seen is I, I call it the old way versus the new way. And the old way was like, oh, you've got a webinar on Friday, run a bunch of Facebook ads. Who cares if the product's ready? You know, you'll sell it and you build it and you kind of like figure it out on the way down. People are going to eventually pick up on the fact that this is just a sales pitch. Like there's no substance there. So I, I kind of call the old way like the quick cash, right? We grow our email list for one or two months. We nurture them with advertising, content, podcast, social media, and then we do a launch. We promote our product, right? So we work in the cycle of like building community, nurture, connection, rather than quick conversions. Hey guys, what's up? Welcome back to the podcast. I'm here today with Zach Buckler from Heart, Soul & Hustle, where he's helped a ton of course creators and coaches get their online courses live and scaling. It's an absolute master marketer, and we're going to go into a lot of deep stuff today, a lot of exciting topics. So Zach, welcome to the podcast, man. Really excited to have you on. Hey, thanks so much for having me. I'm excited to be here. Cool, man. Cool. Uh, excited for you to be here. So um, real quick, before we jump into the nitty gritty of all things marketing and in courses and files, um, let's take a step back. Tell us a little bit about yourself, uh, the journey, the hero's journey, what you've been doing, what you're doing now, and kind of how you know courses fits into that. Yeah, absolutely. So um, I started back in 2015, give or take, in the online course space back when Periscope was a big thing. So if you ever heard of Periscope is like super old school yeah. these days, but it's OG, like, man. Yeah. yeah, it's it's OG. It's yeah. like before Facebook Live, before Instagram Live, um, there was Periscope. And I went live and um, I actually had a previous small, small, small micro business that I was running um, around like vegan food blogging. And, uh, you know, we, we were doing some really cool stuff with that. And we started running webinars and Facebook ads. And so for the vegan food blogs business, people were kind of asking like, oh, well, how are you running the Facebook ads? How are you doing that? So I started talking more about that on Periscope. Um, and that quickly got us a handful of clients. So I started doing uh, service-based stuff. And after about 30 days, I was like, man, like the service stuff is cool. It's great. I'm getting great checks. I'm still in college at this point. And I was like, I wonder if I could like productize this. So I started talking a little bit about how I was getting clients from Periscope. That ball snowballed into a course around Periscope. And then people were like, well, this is all good and well, but what are you doing with those clients, which snowballed into a course around advertising? Um, both of those courses went to 100K plus. And then people started saying like, well, how are you launching these courses? And so we started teaching some stuff around that. And it really snowballed over time. After about five years, give or take, I was like, I'm done with this. I was really burnt out. I shut down all of my courses, switched exclusively to service-based for about a year, year and a half. And um, after a while, I was like, man, I do miss courses. Like, but if I'm going to do <laughs> yeah. it, I'm going to do it the right way, right? Yeah. And yeah. what I had done the first time that didn't work out so great was I had like, not, I wouldn't say like a million different products, but I was like, I was burnt out, right? Like I had five Facebook groups and a coaching program and like three courses. And I, I came back and I kind of started to like, narrow down on what I was doing. And I really got clear on what like my values and my mission was. And I started saying like, what's most important to me is that, you know, I'm creating content that people can get to that I'm creating content that people can access. And so when I came back into the core space, I had a coaching program, and we ended up launching a membership. And that is like our core product right now. So 
we have our membership and that's where we serve about 350 to 400 people. Um, we're looking to scale it up a little bit more. Um, but we, we serve people who are like, I know I want to do this. I want to learn to run ads. I want to learn to set up my funnels. I want to learn the fundamentals of like selling my digital products consistently with advertising. We are firm believers that advertising is scalable, right? Organic is great. I'm not anti-organic. I personally don't love Facebook and Instagram very much because they take so much time and there's no guaranteed return. Um, yes, there's no guaranteed return with advertising, but I'm always guaranteed that my content is going to deliver to somebody. I'm always guaranteed that it's at least going to get seen. So that's the game that we started playing. We now teach people inside of our membership. Um, we keep it at a really accessible price point. Most of our products are under a hundred bucks and that's kind of where we're at today. Love it. That was amazing, man. So you, you've kind of dialed back the, the courses now and the membership is the core offer internally kind of um, what does that kind of product setup look like? Is it a higher ticket, lower ticket? What are the different you know offers that you're that you're selling right now? Yeah. So we really only have two primary offers right now. Um, and we're working oh, cool. on potentially adjusting that a little bit in the new year, uh, which I can talk more about. But basically, we have a $25 Facebook ads bootcamp. Um, we do it live three to four times a year. And that is a low ticket offer that moves into our $67 a month membership. And that's it. Cool. That's the whole business. Now, Love I that. will say we do have a service side of our business still um, where we manage uh, ads for people in an agency capacity. We only take mm -hmm. on about five to 10 clients at a time. That's really intentional because one, it's just as easy to burn on services as it is uh, online courses. And we don't have a, for me personally, I don't have a vision to like take it to like 100 clients and a team and ads managers mm -hmm. and accountant like that's just not my vision for that business. Mm -hmm. My vision for that is I want to always have my, my kind of hands in the pot and kind of playing around with things and seeing what's working and testing things and seeing the change in the ads manager and running them for clients, and then being able to bring that information back to our membership. So th those are our like, I guess I could say like, our low ticket, our lowest ticket is the $25 bootcamp, our high, quote unquote, high ticket is our $67 a month membership. People stick around. So average customer value is a little bit higher. Um, and then the highest ticket is like working with us in a one-on-one -on -one consulting or agency capacity. Yeah, yeah, love it. And you're saying about, you know, having your hands in the pie, I think you said, kind of you're ha having a pulse on what's going on uh, across, you know, the clients. Well, first of all, maybe um, describe, you know, some of the clients, some of the info products that, that you're working on scaling through ads and kind of, you know, the niches, the price points, kind of, you know, any kind of like like volume stats or anything. Yeah, like that. absolutely. It really varies depending on who we're working with, obviously. Um, but we work with a variety of spaces. So one of the one of my favorite things is that we work with people who are B2B all day long, not a big deal. Um, but we have some really cool clients that we work with it who are like, we have one uh, client who's a medium, which is really cool. You know, it's like, it's just cool to like play in a completely different pond. Um, and they're launching um, like a membership that's like 20, 30 bucks. I actually have two clients in that space, uh, which is really cool. Um, I have a client that teaches piano. I have a client that teaches hairstylists, social media. I have a client that teaches hairstylists, hard skills like cutting hair, you know? So all of that to say, like we've, we've worked the gambit. So we have people who are low ticket, high volume. We have people who are high volume, low ticket, typically, B2B people tend to be a little higher ticket um, and B2C people tend to be a little lower ticket, which makes sense when you think about it. Typically, businesses are willing to spend more money to solve their problems um, than a consumer. But yeah, I mean, we work with a, a variety of people in a variety of spaces. And that's one of the things that I love so much about 
not just the agency, but also what we get to bring into the membership is like, it comes through this lens of like, yeah, it's cool. But I think, you know, <laughs> tongue in cheek, like you can always like, it's always easy to figure out what to say to sell a product that makes you more money, right? It's not always easy to be compliant. That's a whole nother conversation, but it's always easy to say like, this will grow your business, right? It gets a little more challenging when it's like, this will help you cut hair. This will help you play piano, right? It's just a different ball game. And it's really fun to be able to play on both sides and bring that information back to our, to our audience. Totally. Yeah. I'm in a similar space where, you know, these random niches that, you know, you didn't even know existed and, and you know, coming in with like a completely different mind frame, like a different avatar, different kind of topic messaging. So I totally feel that. So I, I guess from you as someone who's been in the game so long and you have, like, like you said, kind of hands across all these different products, all these different niches, what changes have happened in terms of like Facebook ads and just marketing in general, online courses, would you say, you know, in, in the last kind of year or two that you've seen and kind of that you're working with? Yeah, that's a really good question. You know, the biggest change that we've seen is I, I call it the old way versus the new way. And the old way was like, oh, you've got a webinar on Friday, run a bunch of Facebook ads. Who cares if the product's ready? You know, you'll sell it and you build it and you kind of like figure it out on the way down. And I think that consumers are getting more savvy to like a webinar is a sales pitch a challenge is a sales pitch a video series is a sales pitch like consumers are just getting smarter right and so if you don't take the time to like grow a list nurture that list provide them content highlight your expertise like people are going to eventually pick up on the fact that this is just a sales pitch like there's no substance there so i i kind of call the old way like the quick cash right Start ads on Monday, webinar on Friday, sales through the weekend, you know, make your money and move on. That doesn't really work quite as well as it used to. It doesn't not work, um, but it's a lot harder than it used to be. It's saturated, right? The new way is like we work in three to four month cycles. We grow our email list for one or two months. We nurture them with advertising, content, podcast, social media, and then we do a launch. We promote our product, right? So we work in the cycle of like building community, nurture, connection, rather than quick conversions. And I think that that's the big, big change we've seen. The other big thing I've noticed is that people want to know that you can solve their problems before they pay you. And so you used to, and, and depending on your level of quote unquote celebrity in this space, like you can get away with a little bit less, but it's like, People don't want to have to pay for the knowledge or the comfort that you can solve their problem. So you used to be able to like, you know, really specific example is like, you could say, I'm going to sell this thousand dollar course on how to launch your course. And people would be like, great, that's what I need. Right. But now what people are kind of saying is like, I don't know that, you know, your stuff until you show me, you know, your stuff. And so that used to be like, I can do that in an hour on a webinar. But now people want like a tangible literal transformation before a transaction. So like for us, what we do is we have a uh, PDF that walks them through like, here's how to run Facebook ads, right? And it's not wildly detailed, I'll be honest, but it conceptualizes our advertising, like, I wouldn't even say methodology, but like our, our advertising philosophy, right? And it's like, that may not necessarily immediately translate to like leads or sales. But what it does do is it creates the transformation in the customer's mind of like, oh, this guy actually knows what he's talking about. And then I give them the opportunity to work with me for 25 bucks, right? So all of that to say, it's like, you can't just like flip cash overnight the way you used to be able to. 
And you've got to build community connection and value with people, which has always been really, you know, a good strategy to actually convert people into your products on the road. Yeah. I- interesting. So that, that kind of the three or four phase, three or four month process yep. that you go through with clients. Can, can we go um, a little bit more into the specifics? So kind of across these f- three phases, if, you know, you were you know coaching someone listening to launch an online course through these three phases, what are they actually doing? Phase one, phase two, phase three, and maybe even a, a specific example of like a product that, you know, is doing really well or did really well, but that followed this method. Yeah, absolutely. So I'll give you a perfect example. So right now we're in um, November. So our first phase mm-hmm. for our upcoming launch is we are running a 2024 planner for course creators. It's timely, it's relevant, it's simple, mm-hmm. it's actionable. And if you use it, people feel like they have a clear plan for their year. It also comes with a small video training that walks them through kind of like how to use the planner. So in tandem, they kind of like create their plan for the new year. So we'll promote that in phase one, just with, we'll just throw money at it, basically. So mm-hmm. we are advertising it really aggressively. I think I want to say, it's actually a little slow, but I would want to say like 60 to $80 a day is where we are right now. Okay. Not to say that's what mm-hmm. you need to do. We've obviously been doing this for eight years and we've built up to where we spend more money on promotions, but you know, we're spending 60 to $80 a day, just growing the list consistently, right? And we're doing that mm-hmm. every single day. 24 seven, just always growing the list. Second phase is as the list is growing, we put people through a simple sales sequence. It may promote the bootcamp. It may promote a wait list. Um, in this case, it will promote our evergreen bootcamp. And when we do our live bootcamp, which I'll kind of explain a little more in the last part of the phase, we'll invite all the people who have been joining our list. So phase one is like start the ads, but they keep running through phase two where people go through a simple sequence promotes a low ticket product or a wait list. And during that phase, we're also then sending a weekly email with a podcast. So our podcast is intentional, right? A lot of people blog or podcast like what's on my mind this week? What can I talk about this week? And it's like, when we have a promotion coming up, we podcast intentionally around the topic of the promotion. So we will podcast about like running Facebook ads, growing your list, this system, right? Because when we get to the third phase of the system, which would be like January, we've been growing the list. The list building ads are still running November, December, now into January. But now we'll do a boot camp. And our boot camp is really just a fancy way of saying five day challenge. We do five day challenges, three day challenges. Doesn't really matter, but it's a challenge where we're going to teach them how to run Facebook ads to grow their list. So again, we have grown the list consistently. We've nurtured that list with content. And now we're making an invitation to come into a launch. And our launch is for our membership. Uh, we charge uh, $25 for the bootcamp. And then you go into like, you do it live with us. We do prizes, giveaways, Facebook group, all that fun stuff. And then we launch our membership. And so we just re- recycle and repeat that timeline over and over and over again. So to really simplify it down, phase one is initiate your ads. Phase two is nurture your leads. And phase three is launch your product. Love it. Yeah, yeah, that's awesome, man. So you're running ads right now. What like overall kind of the the whole campaign, what does maybe previous launches, what does a return kind of like end up being? So if you're spending like, you know, let's say $60 a day, 30 days, $1,800 kind of, you know, after the warm up, after the emails and the kind of launch and the boot camp, you see like a, like a positive ROAS there. How are you guys kind of, you know, measuring that? And Yeah. yeah. We typically, by the end of launch, have gotten a two to three X uh, rise on our ad spend for the 
all three phases. Typically, we're a little closer to two. Um, mm-hmm. But remember, we also have a recurring uh, revenue product. So our goal is like every three months, and this is not, you know, this is this doesn't make sense for every business model, but at least mm-hmm. on the membership side of things, our goal is to be like a one to 1.5 ROAS every 30 days, or excuse me, 30 to 90 days. Um, so we're not trying to like make a ton of money up front because it's a $67 product. We're going to have to really increase our customer acquisition to see a big like bang, like you typically do with like a, a launch of a $500 product or a thousand dollar product. So we're shooting for a one to 1.5 X ROAS. And then everything else is like, you know, this is, this is like marketer math. It's like free money, right? Because it's, it yeah. continues to yeah. cycle through the business, but yeah. I'm not paying because of the subscriptions, cycle. right? Exactly. So they're paying 67 a month and that's, it's cycling through the business over time. So every every ninety days, it increases our baseline recurring revenue. Yeah, yeah, and it's pretty crazy with you know these subscriptions, especially once you work out like what the back end is. Because you yep. know we have some campaigns now. We're on cold. We're getting you know kind of like a a one point three ROAS for a subscription product, and we're trying to scale it. But it's like just knowing that like we can afford a one ROAS, or even you know losing profitability because like month after month after month after month the kind of LTV goes up you know the roll-ass just kind of four five six x's you know over time so assuming you have a good product so so that's awesome now when it comes to this cycle in phase one and maybe we can use you know uh, another course example let me step back are you using this model for like kind of most of your clients how it's kind of you know like cycles of launches yeah so for most of our clients we're growing the list 24 7 we're, they're marketing to the list 24-7 and then quarterly, um, some a little less frequently. It just depends on their business model, but then we're launching a product. And on that front end, like opt-in offer to collect leads, what are you kind of offering to get the email at the moment? How do you think about these lead magnets? What's, yeah, what's working? so I want my lead magnets to always feed into what I'm promoting. The So like typically my lead magnet is around uh, creating a lead magnet because you want to create a lead magnet, you probably eventually want to grow your list, which is like our core low ticket offer. Or um, right now we do a 2024 planner, but we write all over it in like the copy of the creative, the images, like for course creators, 2024 course creator planner, um, create your planner for your course business in 2024. And so that one is a little broader. It casts a wider net, but we do it um, because we, well, number one, we get really good lead, lead costs, but the other reason that we do it is it, it broadens our market to like, we know course creators want to sell more courses. Right. And that is like foundationally what we're helping people do. So we want to just cast a really wide net and then we can nurture those people over the course of, you know, November, December into being interested in what we have for sale. Right. So we'll nurture them through our podcast. Um, but typically it's around Facebook ads or lead magnets. We may change it up a little bit, but it always should be like, if they finish this thing and get that that quote unquote transformational value, what's the next thing that they say? And so for us, this next thing they say is like, great, I've got the plan. How do I execute it? Perfect. That's our membership. I know how to run Facebook ads. How do I like what, what buttons do I click? Perfect. That's the boot camp. So we're always thinking like, what's the next logical step that someone would want to take? Yeah. Interesting. So maybe you could, could you give like two other examples of you know, uh, niches, you know, that are completely separate from course creation and, um, you know, what the lead magnet looked like and, and kind of how that tied into the next, next product in the funnel. Sure. So, um, way back in the day I used to do a vegan 
food blog. So one thing that we would do was we would run an ad for a freebie that was specifically about how to create a simple meal plan. And then the offer that we made was a $67 like how to go plant-based for three weeks, right? So the meal plan was like, here's how to do like a week on your own, maybe even with like a recipe list and some things like that. Then it was like, if you wanted to just give you the whole shebang, it's 67. So basically the the concept was like very similar in that people who want a meal plan are trying to typically this. And again, this was like seven years ago. So it's slightly different market in the vegan food space right now. Don't try to steal this and do it exactly. I don't think it would work the same today. But the market back then was like, if you were looking for a vegan meal plan, you were probably looking to transition to going vegan. You weren't like already vegan. That's really not the case anymore. It's a lot more popularized. But that means that the freebie of like going vegan for five days, then the next step is like, cool, how do I keep this going? Enter a three-week program with everything that you need, right? Another one that we did was we worked with a piano teacher. A piano, piano teacher had a membership. And we would do a freebie that was like, a five day, it was essentially a five day challenge, but it was like a, they called it a camp, like a summer camp. And so you would, you could enroll your child into a five day summer camp. And because if you can get your child to play piano for five days and enjoy it and like it, then the next step is like, well, how do I keep them playing piano or how do I keep them busy this summer? And then enter her membership. So you always, we call it the PSP model, the problem solution problem model. Um, we didn't create that. I don't know who did, but I've read about it in several books, so I, I know it's not mine. But essentially, it's like when you solve someone's problem, hey, my kids are, you know, all crazy this summer with a solution, send them to this piano summer camp for five days. The new problem, there will always be a new problem that emerges. And in this case, the problem is like, well, how do I get my kids to stick with it? How do I keep my kids playing piano, right? So you're always, no matter what you do in, in business and what you sell as a course, you're always operating on the PSP model. There's a problem you solve and it uncovers a new problem. And that new problem should be solved by your offer. So you always want to be thinking like, we call it the PSP model, but it's really PSPSP. Like it just continues in perpetuity. And so every time you're entering an offer, you want to be asking, is this the solution to the latest problem that I've uncovered? for this particular person in my market. So the lead magnet that, that we're going with is kind of like trying to solve the problem that's happening right now, almost like, and then Correct. it's just like, okay, you know, this PDF, this mini course solved that maybe, okay, now my ad account, you know, or, you know, my, my ads aren't getting this approved anymore. And then the next step is like, okay, here's a full Facebook course on how to scale it as an example. Yep. Exactly. And, and sometimes it's conceptual, right? Like we have a, one of our freebies is, how to spend $15 a day on Facebook ads, right? It's not, you're not going to go into the ads manager. You're not going to set up the ads. It's a 20 page guide, but it's like, you'll actually understand like, oh, this is how I spend money on ads. And for people who are very green to ads, they're like, well, what do I even like? I want to grow my business with ads, but what do I spend the money on? And so it doesn't always have to be this like massive transformational. Like I had zero sales. Now I have 10 sales. Now I want a hundred. It doesn't have to be that linear or that transactional, if that makes sense. It can more be like, oh, I didn't get it, but now I do. And now that I get it, I need help. Cool. That makes sense. And when you're running these Facebook ads, these like kind of opt-in lead magnet offices, just, you know, Facebook ad to landing page, name and email. Thank you, page. Here it Great is. Great question. No. So we use Facebook lead formats. Um, those have been like our secret sauce. Those are Those have been our secret sauce for a few years. We love them. They work incredibly well. And basically what it is, is rather than sending people to a landing page, they opt in on Facebook. 
They put their name and email into a form on Facebook. They never leave. Facebook loves it because you're keeping them on platform. They crush it. They crush it for us. Yeah, cheaper, faster. And I always tell people, we typically see a 30 to 50% reduction in cost driving people to a lead form. Um, and so we're like, even if, even if half the people who are opting in are like low quality, because that's always the big argument is like, these leads are lower quality. I say, even if 50% of them are lower quality, you paid essentially the same for the right people. So like, why not give it a shot that the other 50% actually aren't low quality? And it's been working for us for about two and a half, three years. So we so love good. it. Yeah, yeah, same, same. We, um, depending on the offer, we use them, but like we know for a fact, it's like, okay, you know, getting leads on a website versus getting leads on Facebook, like Facebook has never not been cheaper every time yes. we've run it. You know what I mean? And it, it's a no brainer. So, okay. Now, number one, what questions are you asking on the lead form and kind of, you know, are you doing anything with that information? Because randomly, one of my clients actually who runs a, a tattoo shop, crazy story and a side page of it, like it's a sick, it's a thick thing, you'll rate it. This guy is set up a thing where he's running Facebook ads for his like tattoo shops kind of, you know, as a free tattoo giveaway. People answer the questions in the lead form and then he, he built some like AI outbound call bot. He's like, oh, oh hey, James, you know. I noticed that uh, that you applied and you're looking for you know a tattoo of your mom on your shoulder. Could you tell us more about that? And the AI is doing this, and he's just kind of booking calls that way. So I thought that was you know a, an absolute crazy use case because you can connect obviously Facebook lead ads to to you know all, all the platforms. So we per- we don't particularly do anything really thrilling with our lead ads, though. It's on yeah. our list to potentially play with a little bit more. I always jokingly tell people like. I'll try new things, but like realistically, I've been doing this for about 10 years. I'm a dinosaur. So sometimes I do get a little set in my ways. So when it comes to my lead forms, I'm a bit of a purist where I'm like, name an email. I can always get the rest of the information later. The exception, which is what you're talking about, is typically local businesses can ask for more information because your targeting tends to be a little bit easier. Your conversion can be a little bit lower. You typically have a higher value for a customer like For example, like the guy, the hardware store down the road isn't running an ad that's like, come buy a screw. It's usually somebody that's like a tattoo artist who can charge, you know, $300 an hour or they're going to make $2,000 on a customer, right? So you can pay a little more. For us, we have such low ticket products that it's like, if we ask for anything other other than name and email, it drives up our costs. The more information you ask for on a form, the more you pay, which is not a bad thing. It's just for us, because all of our products are so cheap, the more information we ask for, the more it hinders our ability to, to recoup the ROAS. So we personally don't. However, um, like I said, number one, local businesses, we do, we work with a, we actually work with a local business who does do that and does really well. Um, and then two is um, segmenting. So we do have clients that use lead form for segmenting. Well, they'll use, it's called a radio button. You've seen it before. It's like the little circle where you punch, but you can only select one versus a checklist. You can select many. And they'll let people segment. So like, tell me where you're at in business. I'm making X amount of dollars. Or what's your biggest struggle right now? I'm not converting. And then they will tailor the follow-up campaign based on the selection. And I have a friend that does that uh, in the e-commerce space. And he does really, really well with that. Yeah. Awesome. Okay. It's just so crazy to me that your ads must be insane. And the emails must be so good that, you know, you end up getting profitable at such low ticket product at the back end. Like, that's crazy. And, you know... have a subscription on the back end. So man, you, you've mastered this. Quick question. So we have name and email on the lead. What kind of like ads are, are you running at the moment on your kind of like, you know, biggest campaigns, most profitable and what do your creatives look like 
What is that? Oh gosh, my creatives are so stupid simple. It's actually laughable how simple my creatives are. For freebies, I typically take a screenshot of the three most like in like nuanced or like creatively stimulating pages, and I just plop them on a little thing that says like plan your 2024. I think that's our top performer right now. There's three pages from the planner fanned out that says plan your 2024 for our $15 day ad strategy. We tried all kinds of crazy stuff. The one that worked the best was an iPad mock-up with a chart that we have inside of it. That was like, and literally the text said $15 a day, Facebook ad strategy for sales and growth. That one crushed it. It's like, we keep it stupid, simple. It's partially because Mm -hmm. I always tell people like, I'm a very simple minded marketer. Like you can make things complicated. You can add all the bells and whistles and there's a time and a place and they work great and I love them. But if I can throw something together in 15 minutes, I'd rather do that at a dollar 80 per conversion than, you know, hire the graphic designer, split test 30 creatives, do all of these things to try and get the create the cost down to a dollar 60. Now, that's because I know my cost and my returns and my values. Like I know my numbers pretty well. If I was getting leads for like $3, you know, I would absolutely take the time to like, why is this happening? We need to split tests. We need to do other things. But I know at least for this current campaign, like $1.68 is like our basement. Like that's typically the lowest we're going to get. I think we're at $1.95 right now just because it naturally goes up over time. And I'm like, yeah, this is fine. I'm not at $1.95. I'm still good to let it keep, you know, let the rubber come off the tires. Like we're just going to keep riding this train until it stops. If we get to about 225, 250, I'll bring in new copy and creative. I'll get diligent. I'll test, you know, more frequently, but I'm just so simple. I'm like, why create something that's complicated? Like you can hire the designer and you can do the brand photos. And it's like, there's nothing wrong with that. We've done it. We've played with it. Um, for me, what always works the best is the stuff that took me five minutes in Canva. It's the stuff that I put all the yeah. time and effort into that always does the worst. Yeah, yeah, similar. We have this ad that that we're trying to beat internally where it's just like this crappy canvas mm-hmm. thing that I did like last year and we just still can't beat it, you know? Yeah. Even like just ch- tweaking the visuals and make it look better still works. So yeah, when when that comes off, you're like, damn, that was, you know, that was easy. <laughs> yeah. Um, cool. Let's keep going, walking through this kind of system. So we have, okay, like Facebook ads, the testing angles, very, very simple, name, email, boom. Then I assume they automate into some kind of email software from there. What does like the email sequence look like, you know, in terms of frequency? I You kind of mentioned that, you know, this podcast and content, but tell us, yeah, what that process looks from naming email all the way to, you know, here's my product closing today. Yeah, to we're testing a couple of different things right now, but typically it's five to 10 emails that promote one product. Typically it's a product under 30 to, 30 to $40. So we do... Um, our $25 Facebook ads for list growth bootcamp. And we just promote it. And then we promote it one email and then one email is content. So basically our basic core structure is onboarding email, which is like, you know, here's where to listen to the podcast. Come follow me on Instagram. Here's your freebie, like all that good stuff. And then as content email, typically a podcast or a blog that's done really well, then a pitch email, then a content email, then a pitch email, content pitch, content pitch. And we just alternate every day for five to 10 days. Ideal world, I go up to 14 days and I start um, spacing them closer together at the end. So like days 12, 13, 14, we have two emails each. But typically I'm like, you know, keep it again, keep it simple because I'm trying to get them to buy the bootcamp because the bootcamp ascends people to the membership. That's like a whole secondary like 
funnel and process and upsell process, but I just want them to get the bootcamp because I know once they experience the bootcamp for 25 bucks, like I'm a huge believer of like give something that's worth like 10, 20, 30 times what they paid. And we have people tell us all the time, wow, I've, you know, taken Facebook ad courses for 300 bucks, 500 bucks, a thousand bucks. And like, this is the first time I run an ad that converts. Like that's what we're going for. We're going for that wow factor so that people want to continue working with us. But I also know that in 90 days, I'm going to launch it again, right? So it's like, I want that sale. I'm going to be relatively persistent for five to 10 days, but then I'm going to go, okay, they clearly don't know enough. $25 is like not a big buy-in. So they need more nurture, connection, content. And once they get that, then I can convert them in a live launch. Or I might do like a one-off promotion of the membership. Like we're going to do a small Black Friday promotion. Like they might see that promotion, you know, three months later than when they join the list and be interested. So there's just like all these different angles that I'm consistently working. But the core of it is I'm going to make an offer. And if I have a higher ticket offer over like, say two or $300, I just put them on a wait list for when it's like going to launch officially. I find that wait list over a hundred, hundred, 200 bucks is like going to work more effectively um, to just like garner the top of your, like the top qualified leads to promote more aggressively too when you do a launch. Interesting. If you're doing a launch with the course at a price point, hundred to you know, $100, $200, $200, you would to do the same strategy, but instead of getting a free lead back, it'd be, you know, join the wait list for this course. Is that uh, right? Still be a free lead magnet, but the follow-up sequence okay. would promote the wait list. Yeah. Got it. And then, so it'd be wait list. And then to, to the people on the wait list, they will get offers going to the kind of like higher ticket next level product. Yep. Right. Cool. Love it. Nice, man. And okay. So, so you're doing these launches after the, I think it's kind of like, like five, five or 10 days email sequence mm -hmm. once they're kind of like out of it if someone hasn't purchased are we just kind of you know emailing them regularly until About the next launch or you know fitting once or twice okay. a week yeah. i'll email them once with a podcast once with maybe just like a personal story just to build connection but yeah once or twice a week i'll send an cool. email cool okay love it man and then in terms of like the, the actual products themselves so like you know if we're giving away like a free bootcamp or a free challenge or a free PDF, are, are you are you putting anything in the product that upsells them to the next sequence? Yeah. Like, so our four loads, our twenty five dollar bootcamp talks about our sixty seven dollar a month membership. Yeah, and then they can purchase from there, and they can also send emails as well. Exactly. Perfect. Get the emails. Okay. Nice. Nice. Cool, man. Well, this strategy is crazy, man. Like, I want to try it out on you know a lot of products. You have it down to a science, man. And, and you know, if you can get leads cheap, one, two dollars and use Facebook lead ads and then convert them on the end, mm -hmm. everyone else is going to be spending so much more, you know, opt-in, VSL, webinar, you know, checkout. It's it's it gets expensive. Yes, it um, does. <laughs> okay. Now, yeah. And kind of, you know, in terms of Facebook ads and setup, you know, obviously you're optimizing for leads, but how do you scale how do you set up your ad accounts and then you know, how do you scale them or do you scale them? Is it, do you just keep it around the you know, 50, $80 a day mark? Yeah, great question. So typically I scale up two ways. So I scale by going to multiple audiences. So typically we split test audiences, usually 10 to 20 audiences. Um, and then I spend five to $10 a day on all of those audiences. So like really what we have right now, I think is we have seven active audiences at $10 a day. So I'm spending $70 a day. 
Um, but I will also scale up if I'm doing well on a campaign, I'll scale it up at like 20 to 30% a day until I hit a ceiling of scale. Like that's natural. You're going to hit that where scaling it up just doesn't make the cost better actually makes it worse. But yeah, I mean, we're, we're pretty, we're pretty simple. Like we just split test a bunch of audiences and then I typically don't scale over 20 to $25 a day. If I'm getting to that point, like we just find that it's better to just find new audiences to scale into. Are you testing different ad creatives, you know, in, in different angles for each audience? So you have like four ads across, you know? Yeah, I do four ads across or? each audience. So two sets of copy, two okay. sets of creative, manually uh, cross-created so that there's two set two. There's copy one, image one, copy one, image two, copy two, image one, copy two, image two. So there's four sets, right? So two sets of copy, two sets of creative combined, and you get four total creatives. Um, and we do that for each audience, yeah. Yeah, nice, man. Well, you summed it up perfectly. Like, that was amazing. In terms of, you know, like, like online courses and scaling them now, is there anything else that you're, you know, that you're doing, that, that you're working on? It, any other strategies or things that you've learned yeah. kind of, you know, in the last? Yeah, one thing that we're doing is specifically in the, in the coming year is like adding order bumps and upsells to our $25 bootcamp. Biggest thing is like, you know, yes, I want cheap leads. Yes, I want people as cheap as possible. But we also want to promote the bootcamp directly via Facebook ads. And typically we pay 30 to $40 per purchase, which is really relatively cheap, honestly. But if it's only worth $25, we lose money on the front end and we kind of like have to really optimize the conversion. So one thing that we're playing with in 2024 is adding order bumps and upsells to the bootcamp to increase what we call average order value, which is basically like if 30% of people take you up on the upsell, then it actually is worth like 35 or $40 when somebody goes through the process as opposed to 25. That's something that we're working on because um, I've been reading some really great books. And one thing that we're realizing is like the co- like cost isn't going to go down, typically speaking, right? Like Facebook ads aren't going to get like cheaper in the next four or five years, right? It's always going to get more expensive as more people come to market, more people create. So the other thing to keep in mind is like, how can I spend more to get a customer? And for us, that comes down to order bumps, upsells, cross sells, and recurring revenue. And so we're always trying to optimize those things so that we can spend more than our competitors to get the leads and the, and the conversions. Mm. Yeah, crazy. And I, I'm curious to go in now, like with this kind of method and strategy that you've been launching, what's the, if you're allowed to say, you know, what's one of the biggest launches or a few of the biggest launches where maybe, where maybe you know you spent more on ads or the email campaign and the launch sequence just absolutely crushed? Can, can you tell us some of the biggest campaigns and the best stories? Yeah. I mean, I think our our best campaign was probably our most recent one in October of 2023. We did our five-day boot camp. We converted at 16%. If you see my, I don't know if you're recording video, I forgot to ask, but if you see my face flashing, I'm pulling up the stats. We ended up converting at uh, 15.69% of people who joined the boot camp bought the membership. So, I mean, one in six, one in eight, uh, one in seven, six, seven ended up buying the membership. Um, we ended up profiting about $15,000, which at the time our membership was $49 a month. So, you know, that puts that in perspective. We had over a hundred new people. We had a really great annual take rate. Um, we had some cool upsells that we put on the monthly buyers. So yeah, I mean, that was probably one of our most successful campaigns. And what we did was we literally, I was actually out of the country mid August to September. I traveled Europe with my husband for three, three weeks and I just had ads running. I was just like, we just got the list growing and the nurture automated. We can do whatever we want. And then when we came back, it was go time. We launched and um, it went super well. 
Amazing. That's so good. And, and, and those email sequences kind of went for five days, right? Or was it 10 days on this one? Uh, that email sequence would have been 10 days. Yeah, crazy, man. That's an incredible campaign. Damn. Well, <clears throat> we're going to move towards wrapping up, but this was incredible, man. I, I was just seriously like, appreciate you sharing everything. Like, There's yeah. so much gold here. I know people are listening, uh, you know, 100% going to check out your work, do the boot camps. Um, and it sounds amazing. But one final thing I'm curious, kind of before we go into the moving parts, is like for course creators running Facebook ads, are there any other strategies aside from, you know, just, just like images and, and leads that you're seeing working right now? Any particular audiences or setups or angles or, or creative types? You know, yeah, because you're running a lot of ads. So I'm curious if there's any kind of tricks or hacks you can give to us and our audience. Yeah. I mean, the biggest thing that we're seeing right now is something new. If you've spent more than maybe like a thousand, two thousand dollars in your Facebook ads account, it's called Advantage Plus Targeting. And we just do what we call open Advantage Plus Targeting. And basically what it is, is that you tell Facebook, like, I am not going to give you anything other than age, gender, location. And then you choose cold Advantage Plus Targeting. And what it does is Facebook basically uses the machine learning history from your account and content and context of the ad to basically say, these are the people we think will convert. If you'd have asked me a year ago, I'd have been like, Facebook's machine learning is crap. Um, but it's gotten really, really good in the last one or two years. And so that's something that's worked really well for us. We, we used to call it cold open, but now they added this advantage plus layer to it that works really well. So we just do advantage cool. plus. The other thing is if you get more than like, if you go on a low ticket model and you get more than a hundred purchases in like a 60 day period, creating a lookalike of your purchase audience is just a stellar way to get really great results. So we're always testing lookalikes too. Cool. Love it. Well, that's super valuable, man. I'm going to go uh, test some Advantage Plus campaigns. I think we already might be using on some of the accounts. I'll need to, I'll need to double check, man. There's all these new things coming out. Can, you know, I forget all the names. Before we wrap up, I guess, you know, if someone's out there looking to launch a course or they have an online course um, and they want to scale it, are there any kind of final words of advice or any things that, that you're, you want to get off your chest to, to help them? Yeah, no, I mean, I think the biggest thing is like grow your audience and your community first it's an easy pitch to be like, oh, just do your webinar, sell your thing, get paid, right? But it's like, I always tell people, if it sounds so simple that, that you could just like go do it tomorrow, it's probably too simple. Um, the other thing that people say is like, oh, I'm just going to run ads to my sales page. And I'm like, well, if you could just run ads to your sales page and just sell your course, why would people be doing lead magnets, sales funnels, all of these things, mm -hmm. right? If it feels too like guaranteed money is money, like just go do it. It's probably a little too simple for 2023. Not impossible, but simple. And it's going to require some modifications, in my opinion. And mm -hmm. the other thing is, I think about it as like purely a business transaction. I'm spending $300 a month baseline on Facebook ads. If I'm getting started with a client, I want them spending at least $300 a month because it's an investment in their business and it's an investment in their marketing. And so I get that it's easy, especially with the internet to be like, Oh, well, you should just make money. Like, don't spend any money until you make some money. And it's like, you know, traditionally in, in business and life, um, it helps to use or leverage assets to gain or or use new assets. And so money is just an asset. And, it, and you know, I get it. Everybody's at different stages and places. But if you're like, I'm going all in, I want to grow this. This is a business. You got to treat it like a business. You got to put time and money in. And I'm just a huge believer of that. So it's like, if you're looking at this going like, well, I'll advertise when I'd be like, Set aside 150, 300 bucks a month, five, $10 a day, 
and advertise your business. It's never going to hurt you to have new eyes on your content, build a community, because when you build a community, you can also talk to them. You can ask them what they want and you can give them content and you can serve them. And people that you serve, support, and nurture are going to be 10 times more likely to buy than somebody who signs up for a one-hour webinar on a Monday and you tell them they have to buy by Friday. Love it. Cool. Well, um, appreciate that, man. That was awesome. We're going to move towards wrapping up. So I guess if someone wants to you know, reach out, learn more about Facebook ads, course creation from you, where can people find you? Yeah, absolutely. So you can find me over on Instagram at Zach Spuckler. Um, I used to be at Heart Soul Hustle, but Instagram shut me down at like 9,500 followers. Super fun. So at Zach Spuckler, uh, this is the new handle. Don't go looking for Heart Soul Hustle. And then if you want to learn more, you can um, go to uh, heartsoulhustle.com slash ads15, ads one five. Uh, and that's just a little PDF that we put together about our holistic advertising strategy. Like we're always growing our audience, but we also set up a couple other small campaigns that let us spend about um, baseline $15 a day. If you're like, I'm there, I'm in, I want to run ads to grow my list, sell my products and engage people to my podcast, my blog, my content. This is our $15 a day strategy to do that. And this is the strategy that we are deploying 24 seven before we launch. And then we turn them off, we launch and we repeat. So if you want to learn that strategy, it's uh, heartsoulhustle.com slash ads 15. And you can check it out. Love it. Well, you have the links, guys. Go check out all of Zach's stuff. Uh, he's got yeah. amazing products. I'm going to get it myself. Check out this, this ad campaign and start implementing stuff. Um, I really appreciate you coming on, man, and, and dropping so much wisdom, dropping so much gold. This was awesome. Lots of tactics. I wish you do it again. Yeah, absolutely. Thanks for having me. Cool, man. All, all good, man. Thanks for coming on. Appreciate it. All right. And that's a pod.